Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. It's New Year's Eve 2019, and by the time most of you hear this, all your resolutions will be broken. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on New Year's Eve 2019. It's going to be 2020 tomorrow. Or by the time most of you are listening to this, it's already 2020. Or while I'm recording this in other parts of the world, it's already 2020. So there you go. Um, This is a blast from the past. And a reminder, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are to listen to this fine show. So if you're not, click, turn it off. There you go. More about that in the rant coming up later. Uh, Tonight, on this week's show, a blend review of Tobacconist Reserve Virginia Blend by uh, the Sutliff Tobacco Company. Uh, And this is is only available at brick and mortar, so that's kind uh, kind of interesting that they're doing that. My guest is uh, Ed Graves of Dark Fired Leather, and uh, many of you will remember the uh, uh, the little Mickey Mouse uh, stamped Dejeep leather cover that I got for uh, for my lighter. Well, that was made by Ed, and if you're not following me on social medias on uh, Facebook or Instagram, if you're following me, you would have seen those seen it there. So uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, it's been a while since I've begged for it, and since it's a new year, and if you haven't done this already, a good New Year's resolution would be to go over to Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher and leave us a rating and a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Costs you nothing to do but a few minutes, and it does really help the podcast. Uh, please remember, as people are coming back from holidays and stuff, all of our past episodes are available for download or streaming or listening at any time. Any time. Uh, so they're all there for you. If you miss some, go back. You know, Sit back, recover from the holidays. Uh, if you're hungover on New Year's Day and you want something to relax with, well, listen to this. Uh, you know, you go back, listen to four or five episodes. Uh, and please make sure that you are sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show everywhere you can. All right, that's enough of that, so let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. This is Kevin Godby from PipesMagazine.com with some good news. Our favorite Dunhill tobaccos, early morning pipe and nightcap are two of my favorites, are now back under the Peterson brand name. These are not match blends where another maker tried to reverse engineer their blend to make something that's close to the original. These are the exact recipes and tobaccos being made in the same factory, STG in Denmark, where they've been making the Dunhill tobaccos for almost 10 years. They had about a year and a half, two year hiatus, and now they're back, still being made the same way, but now under the Peterson name. Check with your favorite retail tobacconist for early morning pipe, nightcap, royal yacht, Mixture 965, Elizabethan Mixture, Deluxe Navy Rolls, Flake, Dark Flake, and Standard Mixture, now under the Peterson name. Yep, 
still good. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and for the blend review. So a couple months ago, well, maybe it was at the uh, it was at the trade show over the summer. Uh, Sutliff brought back what's called the Tobacconist Reserve Limited. There's a Virginia in there and there's an English, I believe, or an, uh, the other one. Well, I think the other one's actually an aromatic. Uh, either way, these are two blends. Uh, One's called Virginia Blend. The other one is called Blend 07, and the other one is an aromatic. Uh, both of them come in a one-and-a-half-ounce round can, so similar can to what you'll find in the Sutliff Crumble Cakes and the John Cottons that they just redid for the standard tobacco of Pennsylvania people. Um, so these two, the Blend Number 7 and the Virginia Blend, are only available to brick-and-mortar tobacconists, so you won't be able to find these online. Uh, this is a concept that goes back to uh, some of the uh, some of the cigar companies started doing this uh, eight ten years ago, and they wanted to you know for to support the brick-and-mortar stores, they'd make a special edition just for them. Uh, so it was interesting for me to look at this. All right. It's a described as a special pressed premium pipe tobacco. And on the back, it says a unique straight Virginia crumble cake made with matured red Virginias from three different continents that are pressed and sliced, providing for an outstanding smoke. I bought this one at McCraney's, my, uh, my hangout. So if you're ever in the Charlotte area, swing by McCraney's and uh, or let me know and I'll meet you there. Um, Anyway, I was kind of interested in this because I thought to myself, honestly, between the double pressed of the John Cottons and between the uh, and the the uh, Sutliff crumble cakes with the Red Virginia, how different could this be? Well, I bought a tin of it. I cracked it open. I've tried it in several different pipes, and the, but the first thing that I noticed when I cracked it open was the moisture level was not quite as wet as the previous ones um the other the other uh the crumble cakes tended to have that uh that uh that vinegar nose explosion uh this one doesn't this one just has a good mild medium virginia tobacco smell and so i goofed around with it um, I tried it in, diff in several different sizes of pipes, and again, I didn't need to dry it down at all. I did need to be careful with rubbing it out again because it is uh, it does have some small pieces in it. It's um, much more of a uh, of a solid, uh, you know, of solid pieces and less of a crumble cake. But again, the uh, the leaf in it, I'll warn you, you just got to be careful with it. Um, the uh, the I have two pipes in particular that. I really enjoy these types of Virginias in and to the benefit of the tobacco the last couple of days here at home have been in the very low 70s high 60s and humid so I was able to kind of replicate my summertime straight Virginia smoking with them uh, <laughs> I got it to work well in what I found to be a medium to smaller size bowl uh, in particular and this pipe's kind of special to me. I have a very small, 
uh, group two and a half size Sato pipe that I just realized over this Christmas break, I'm celebrating 10 years with that pipe because I got it as a, a Christmas present to myself in 2009. Um, that tobacco and that pipe are just singing together and it, they're really nice. Um, so here's how I'm going to here's how I'm going to tell you about it because there's only one review on tobaccoreviews.com and that's from the uh, from the wonderful Jim Inks so you can check out his review but I will tell you that this uh, th this blend this Virginia is uh, not quite as uh, you know, it doesn't have the sweetness or the vinegariness of the crumble cakes it doesn't have a lot of the hot Virginia or the uh, grassy or honey taste of a straight Virginia like an Orlick. Uh, it doesn't have some of that uh, that lemony grassy taste that I got from the uh, John Cotton's Double Pressed. This one is kind of right in between those two. So this is proof that my first instinct was how many different versions of a pressed Virginia do you need from the same company? Well, this one is the, uh, if you're using, if we're using uh, Goldilocks and the, uh, and the three bears, this is the just right in between the two version. Uh, it's a one and a half ounce can. Again, it's only available at a brick and mortar tobacconist, but you may want to, uh, may want to check it out. It's the tobacconist reserve limited Virginia blend. All right, in just a moment, Ed Graves. This is Internet Radio. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And joining us, uh, those of you that follow me on social media, you saw the Mickey Mouse to Jeep cover. Well, I can't say that this might be the artist that created that because I wouldn't want the Walt Disney Company to get upset <laughs> with him. Uh, but joining us is the maker of Dark Fired Leather, Ed Graves. Ed, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thanks, Brian. Glad to talk to you. All right, so uh, let, let's go back and get your get your beginnings. And uh, where did you uh, where did you grow up, and what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I grew up in rural eastern Kentucky, uh, so I have my hillbilly bona fides. <laughs> um, but I've lived my whole adult life in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Um, that's you know that's home. Uh, I'm currently living in Florida, but that's that's where I grew up. Um, 
believe it or not, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. You know, the whole Top Gun era was going on in the mid eighties. And yeah. that was my dream was to be a fighter pilot. But with poor eyesight, I learned pretty quickly that that was not going to, not going to be a, a goal for me in life. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, and once I got past sixth or seventh grade, you know, other things came about that changed, that changed my mind as far as that goes. So, <laughs> so, uh, after that, how do you, do we get into leatherworking first or do you get into pipe smoking first? Uh, that was leatherworking for sure. Um, it, it, it kind of developed, I mean, my dad had a body shop growing up. Um, so I was always around cars a lot. Um, but as a body man, he said, son, don't paint cars for a living. <laughs> so, but because I grew up around cars and stuff, I ended up doing interior work, you know, leather oh. work, trim work. Um, that proceeded from the cars to motorcycles. Um, and then I specialized, that's kind of my bread and butter is, is specializing in, um, custom leather seats and saddlebags and, and uh, jackets and that kind of stuff. Of course, that led to the belts and wallets and whatnot. Um, I've done that for years and years. I've been almost 20 years now. I've done, uh, you know, leather work in some form or another. Um, and then, you know, that obviously when I discovered pipes, um, that it kind of went with hobby, you know, <laughs> accessories for pipes. And I thought, you know, the light bulb went on. Hey, I can do leather stuff. You know, this, this could be something I could do. So. Yeah. All right. Now uh, you, you've piqued my interest because of the motorcycle stuff. So we're talking about like high end saddlebags and, you know, like real cushy seats that are really nice and durable. Yes. 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 And, and not, not always comfortable. Uh, <laughs> some of these show bikes, I do some very, very high end hand tooled leather seats and stuff on that. I wouldn't ride more than 20 miles, but they look great on a show bike. Um, but then the other, <laughs> the other side of that coin is, you know, I have a lot of guys, especially down here in Florida that, that want the, the comfort cause they ride and they ride a lot. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it apart, take the old nasty vinyl off of it, put, um, foam upgrades in it, uh, modify the foam to be more comfortable and then put a nice soft leather on top of it and, um, you know, get them going that way. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a pretty good, pretty good thing to be involved in. Yeah, and and I would guess like uh, like with pipes, you can kind of customize the seat in you know multiple different ways, and it just depends on the uh, the imagination of the owner and the uh, the ability of the artist to make it. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys will come to me with ideas, and they'll say, "Can you do this or not?" And usually, I can. Um, you know, once in a while, I get the off the wall deal where you know just physics won't allow that to happen but generally it's just guys saying hey you know the seat i need to be scooted forward or backward and i need a little comfort you know i got pressure points in my tailbone or my hips or whatever so i, I can i can get some information from them and pretty much you know because i've done it so long i can pretty much get them where they need to be you know first try um, especially with the style and everything but then the comfort goes with it too uh, and, and since I know nothing about motorcycles at all, I mean, what does a, is there a ballpark cost for a seat that you might do? Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big, pretty big range. I mean, it could be something as simple as just a foam upgrade where I'm just modifying the foam to be comfortable. And that could be anywhere from a hundred to 150 and it goes all the way up to, Oh shoot. I've done some that were, uh, alligator hides, uh, you know, that I get, get here locally 
um, where you got the seat, the saddle bags, the sissy bar pads, anything leather, even the grips can be wrapped in alligator hide and that. I did one guy's bike uh, about a year ago, and his total ticket was about $3,500. <clears throat> okay, as long let me get my breath back here because that, that's $3,500 just for the <laughs> leather, so I would imagine the rest of the bike was probably pretty well tricked out and probably cost more and more and more. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you know Harley Davidson guys especially are not afraid to spend money, and they will they will dump money into their bikes. So um, yeah, you know because it's there's a lot of one upmanship in that community too. You know where <laughs> his bike looks trick like and outdo him. So let's you know let's put all alligator on this thing, or you know they're doing some crazy stuff with paint and the suspension and motors and stuff that doesn't make any sense at all, but it looks killer. And it's, that's, that's the hobby. That's their hobby. So, yeah. you know, uh, more power to them. They're, they're keeping clothes on my kids back. So <laughs> <laughs> now, does that mean that they have to leave the bike with you for the time when you're fitting the leather on it? Usually not. Um, I, if it's a custom chopper, um, a, a bike that a seat was never designed for, if the guy's built the frame, um, and he's built the bike up from that point and it's, you know, it's a one-off frame, um, then I'll have to have the bike so that I can, you know, custom build the seat to fit that frame. But normally, more normally it is, uh, uh, you know, like if a guy's got a late model street glide, um, I've got seat pans on the shelf in my shop that will fit that bike um, off of other bikes, wrecked bikes or whatever, that I can just pull one off the shelf, make it up for him, and then he rides by and we just swap seats, you know. So, you, so the, the more custom, the more time with that guy's bike you get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a bike, you know, spend two or three weeks with me before um, just because of the, the custom work that I'm doing. Wow. All right, so when did uh, when did pipe smoking begin for you? Um, probably, let's see, it's, it's been two or three years. Um, when my son graduated from high school, uh, I've smoked cigars. I've smoked cigars for years uh, off and on and, and um, nothing too expensive, but, you know, I, I didn't like the cheap cigars. I wanted, you know, a good David offer or, or uh, um, you know, Rocket Patel or something like that. Um, uh, so a, a few years ago, my son graduated from high school and his, um, some of his friends uh, were graduating. We had moved from Lexington down here to Florida. Well, we went back to see some of his old friends graduate uh, back up in Lexington. And um, I, he was wanting to buy his friend a cigar for graduation. And I said, okay, that's cool. I knew there was this uh, cigar place there in Lexington. And uh, I said, okay, we'll, we'll run down there and uh, pick up a cigar for him. And um, anytime I'd ever gone to a cigar shop, I'd seen the pipes, uh, if there were some there. And uh, they always kind of piqued my interest a little bit. But I never really pursued it, didn't think much of it. Uh, but this one occasion, um, we were sitting there checking out, and he had this big, you know, uh, whiskey barrel with with a basket in it full of pipes <laughs> uh it being kentucky obviously it was probably a bourbon barrel but um anyway so i'm i'm looking at these pipes and and the the sales clerk there he's 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 he can tell i'm i'm curious um and so i asked him i said you know how much are the, these pipes and you know i didn't know anything about them so he gave me a bargain. He said, you buy one of those pipes for, I don't even remember how much it was, but it wasn't much. And he said, we'll give you free uh, two ounces of tobacco for free with the pipe. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. I've always wanted to try a pipe. I'm going to do it. So he took the time to show me how to pack it and gave me a little 
you know, piece of paper and everything. So, uh, you know, I kind of got, got started that way. And, uh, so I think it's been, oh, I can't, you know, it's, it's been about two and a half years, I guess. <laughs> and, and is, is sorry, sorry for the long answer I, that was that was a way to get around it <laughs> no but it is uh pipe smoking is it a daily thing for you or is it just kind of after you know on the weekends or has it have you been bit by the bug badly oh yeah i've been bit very badly it was uh you know i was a sometimes cigar smoker i might have smoked two or three cigars a month before that when i discovered pipes um Yes, I'm, I'm a daily pipe smoker for sure. Um, there, there'll be sometimes when I'll go three or four days, just depending on my schedule, if it gets busy or whatever. Um, very rarely do I go a week without smoking a pipe. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely, a, a I would consider it a passion of mine now. Uh, oh, when I grow up, I want to be John David Cole so bad, I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you. It's, <laughs> I don't want to be a tobacconist, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's... Right now, I got to pay the bills and not not dream too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or not go to not move to the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, and open up a tobacco shop. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, where you are in Florida is not real friendly to the pipe smoking world because of the taxes. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've seen the I've seen the leather right. work and stick with that. Um, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the leather work even more. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. A Savinelli pipe is a testament to a long legacy, fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations. For over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. And like you, there can only be one Savinelli. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Ed Graves of Dark Fired Leather. Now, the Dark Fired Leather, is that, that's your pipe and tobacco-related leather brand? Yes. All right, so let, let's get caught up in case there is a motorcycle rider here. Um, where, what, what is the motorcycle brand and where do people go to see that stuff? Um, it's called Six Saddles, S I C K S A D D L E S, and of course you can find it on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and uh, like I said, I used to have a website, but I kind of shut it down. It just it wasn't really benefiting me much. Uh, I've got so much local business here. It's you know the the social media pretty much keeps me busy. So there you go. Six Saddles is the motorcycle stuff. Dark fired leather. Um, which, by the way, the uh, the the Mickey Mouse covered the uh, Jeep sits right by my reclining chair. It doesn't go anywhere from there. So, so That's every, awesome. <laughs> every night when I sit down with my final pipe, which is usually in that chair, uh, that's where it's sitting. 
Uh, so let's go through and talk about it because, I mean, you've been doing leather for a while, and now you're now you're doing all kinds of stuff for pipes. Starting off with just the the you do a pipe roll up that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Uh, and those are those are meant for what one or two pipes and a couple of accessories and and off you go. Right. Yeah. I, I, I designed them for, you know, quick trips, you know, maybe a weekend trip. And, you know, if depending on the size of the pipe, obviously I've got some guys that claim they can put four in there and I'm, I don't know how they get them to roll up, but <laughs> <laughs> they say they can put four in. <laughs> but you can at least put one, one good pipe, pipe cleaner, tamper, and, and you're, uh, and you're good to go for a while with that. Um, yeah. And then what else? Talk us just kind of talk us through your range of stuff because I mean there's some the some single pipe uh, zipper pouches and a whole bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. start off where you want and take us through it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I try to do you know some of the smaller things that you know like the the, the simple little pipe stands. Um, you don't think about a strip of leather with a snap on the end as being anything special or fancy, but it's pretty darn handy when you're, you know, you need a pipe stand. Obviously I've seen a million guys do all day. I'm not the originator of that. There's, <laughs> those have been around for a while. Um, but you know, you go from that to the simple little lighter sleeves. Um, some are pretty ornate. I use leftover alligator pieces, parts from my motorcycle stuff to do little things like that. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, obviously the, the valets, the leather valets, a lot of guys like to dry tobacco in those, um, then, then you get into the pipe pouches and, uh, what I call them pipe luggage, you know, uh, uh the, the zip up single pipe wallet or the, the roll, uh, pipe rolls, that kind of stuff. Um, I have tons of ideas for more things that I'm trying to work on right now. Um, that hopefully I'll be able to put out in the, in the future. I've made some, um, very, very ornate things, uh, um, that are completely hand tooled, um, kind of a stiff leather that's a very, very protective case. Uh, and I've, I've gifted those to some special uh, friends of mine. So um, they, those take way more time than, I mean, I'd have to charge six or $700 to really make a profit on those. I just, you know, those are just the, the kind of one-off things that, that I, uh, I gift to friends. Um, but the practical things, I try to make things that, you know, a, a guy's, you know, you're going to invest under a hundred dollars in this thing that's going to protect your pipes and, last a lifetime that's that's my goal is to make something that's going to last a lifetime and they won't have to worry about it wearing out and if it does you know send it back to me i'll fix it and send it back for for no charge so uh, that's that's kind of the spectrum uh there's a lot of other little odds and ends that i try to put on there but um obviously you can you can see on the etsy store what's on there but yeah, and at the uh, at the past West Coast Pipe Show, I kind of pawed through a lot of your stuff, and even the 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 single pipe zips that you do that look like when when I first looked at them, I thought, well, that that looks like a pistol case, uh, but no, it's yeah. it's slotted inside to hold a lighter and a tamper, and you can throw some pipe cleaners in there in one pipe and zip it shut, and you're only charging like forty five fifty bucks for them in the basic leather and I mean, they, I, I don't know how, well, first of all, I don't know how you're doing it for that price, but, uh, I can understand if it's <laughs> leftover leather from other projects that works out. 
<laughs> well, the yeah, the, the trick is to batch stuff. You can <laughs> the quicker I can make it, the the more I can justify you know charging less for it. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to stick it to anybody, but um, yeah, you just you, you try to line things up and you do different processes. And pipe makers, I'm sure, are the same way. Where they're if you're just making one pipe at a time, it probably isn't as efficient as if you're making three or four. Um, you know, depending on how custom it gets, I'm sure. But yeah, I just, I got to try to keep my prices where I feel like, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to sound arrogant. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, this, this thing's worth $500 when, you know, it, I don't know how many people would look at it and say, nah, probably not. <laughs> no, but at the same time, the work you're doing, it, it's good looking stuff. Um, what kind of leathers do you work with? Um, obviously cowhide um and the the majority of the stuff i'm trying to get is like uh, what they call a pull-up leather it's either uh oil impregnated or wax impregnated and that basically means it's a it's waterproof or weather resistant i don't say waterproof because no leather is waterproof but um it, it'll hold up under the elements a lot better uh and then of course you go into the exotic side i've got alligator and ostrich and this hair on cowhide stuff, you know, it looks like a, a cowhide rug, you know, they, yeah. they have, well, I, you know, I make uh, stuff out of that as well. Um, but for the, yeah, for the most, there's very, very little, if any synthetic material in it. It's like the zipper that, that obviously is, is not uh, natural, but the rest of it is all, uh, all cowhide. Wow. All right. Let's switch back to pipe smoking for a minute. When you started with a pipe, have, have you kind of, worked your way around the different kinds of tobaccos and tried them all and figured out where your sweet spot is? Yeah. 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 When I first got into it, I, I went, you hear about guys having pipe acquisition disorder. Well, I ended yeah. up with tobacco acquisition disorder and <laughs> I got one of everything, everything I could find. I mean, I, I would spend late hours at night listening to the pipes magazine radio podcast and watching Mutton Top Piper on YouTube and just soaking in as much information as I could about, um, there's, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Bradley on YouTube that does, uh, yep. stuff and things. That's what it is. And he, he reviews a lot of different types of tobaccos. Um, and he was very, very helpful in kind of explaining what things should taste like and what he could. So I would use, you know, what he would say, and then I would get online and I would order a bunch of tins of this and that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've tried it all and knock on wood, I can't think of anything that I don't really like, I, I, at least on some level, you know, there's times when I like aromatics and there's times when I really don't even want to think about an aromatic, you know? So, um, but yeah, I've, I have tried I can't say I've tried all of them. Obviously, there's going to be, you know, something that I haven't tried that I've uh, definitely experimented a lot. <laughs> is it more uh, is is it more moods that you go through with the types of tobaccos, or do you think it's affected by the season at all? No, definitely moods. Um, yeah, it's it's not just obviously in Florida. It's not the season because it's all <laughs> it's all one season. There's hot and hotter. <laughs> but, um, and I've heard guys talk about, you know, um, they, when it's hot, they don't smoke like Latakia uh, or Englishes. Um, and I don't, I don't really understand. I guess I haven't, you know, uh, I've, I've smoked a pipe when it's colder, like when I go back up to Kentucky to visit stuff. 
Um, so, you know, my, I don't really understand that whole dynamic of it, you know, with the lighter Virginias and stuff when it's, when it's warmer and, and that I've heard you even talk about it before, but, um, no, it's, it's just the mood. It's, you know, kind of like in the morning, I'll go in to pack a pipe to smoke on and off for that day. And I'm like, Hmm, you know, what do I feel like today? That's pretty much it. I, I look through my Mason jars full of stuff and I grab one. <laughs> that God, that I'm, I'm just so jealous of that because my, you know, my range is so narrow, but yet you can, you can enjoy so many different things. And I'm just jealous of that all at the, all at the same time. I'm also happy that I don't have to have all those different kinds of tobaccos around. So it, yeah, I, I guess yeah. it works out either way. Um, well, I have narrowed a little bit. I got, like, I kind of, I'm starting to figure out what I do and don't like. Not really don't like. There's nothing that I, I don't like as far as I hate, but I've narrowed it down to, you know, if I'm ordering tobacco, I guarantee there's going to be a vapor in there. You know, I'm, I'm going to pick a, a Virginia of some sort. I really, really like those. Um, but then with, as far as the Englishes go, I'm, I'm cool with Latakia, but I like to, you know, I, I like to see what's, what's out there, what's next, the, diff, the next different thing as far as that goes. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, I'm kind of like you in that regard where I, I pretty much know which direction I'm going to go. Uh, it's gun to my head. If I had to pick it, there's going to be a Virginia involved. <laughs> <laughs> that was the West coast pipe show. Was that your first pipe show that you'd been to? It was, uh, it was. And I've, I've heard, you know, you guys on the podcast and stuff talk about pipe shows and how you got to get to one, you got to get to one. And, um, and my friend John Keller and I decided that we were going to do that one. And, uh, you know, Vegas sounded like a fun deal and uh, had had a blast. It was so much fun. Did you get a chance to walk around and visit and shop around a little bit? I did. I, I didn't, I didn't want to get out too much because, you know, I wanted to try to make money when I went up there yeah. and not spend it all. Uh, and that was very, very difficult. Um, I did spend a little bit of money, but I do feel like I, I came out in the black. So, uh, it, it was, it was good as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I was to do all of the looking around and shopping that I wanted to do, I wouldn't have been at my table very much because, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, and I understand Chicago is way, way bigger. Uh, but I, I really, really had a good time visiting with, uh, the people there and, and seeing that stuff. Cause I've never seen that many pipes in one place before. So. So does uh, does 2020? Does that look like you'll get to a couple other pipe shows? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to do Chicago, um, and I'll, uh, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise as we say here in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get back to Vegas. So, so so two times a year out of the humidity of Florida. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, it was a nice break uh, when we went out to Vegas, and it would cool off at nights and stuff. There, that was that was pretty pleasant. Do you have to work differently with the leather because of the humidity in Florida? No, not really. I mean, I do it. Uh, I do it in in a climate control garage uh, in, in the AC. So, no, the humidity doesn't really affect um, uh, at least what I do with the leather as far as that goes. It's uh, I, I don't really, I've even worked with it. Obviously when I lived in Kentucky, I worked with it in the cold as well too. And I don't think there was ever really any uh, effect there. Um, as far as working with the leather, I'm sure it's not like, you know, some of the guys with the, with the briar pipes and the, the humidity and the wood and stuff like that. But no, I've, it's not that big a deal. 
Yeah, I guess as long as the leather's tanned correctly, it's tanned correctly, and you're good to go from there. Yeah, yeah. No, I will say this: I don't. I, I avoid like the plague buying anything cheap. You know, like you know, I won't buy. You know, my leather is going to either come from Italy or Brazil. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that whoever I'm buying it from, I know where it's being sourced from, and I know it's good stuff. Um, there's just, you know, I, I, I can get bargains on leather hides that I can make something for somebody. And this time next year, it's going to be cracked and faded, you know, so I know to, so I'm not, I'm not going to work with inferior products. I'm just not going to do it <laughs> because that's just going to come back to bite me. So, yeah. and, and just looking at, just give us an, an idea if on a, on a single pipe roll up, I mean, how many, how much time does that take you to put it together and I, and I understand you're kind of doing them in a, uh, in a manufacturing process or yeah, you're not yeah. doing one from start to finish and then going back and doing another one, but. Right. And you know, I probably should just to kind of find out, you know, exactly how long it takes. Um, any good businessman would know his numbers and <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to tell anybody I'm a good businessman, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, basically what I try to do is I line them up. Uh, and I know in a, in a good solid work day, seven, eight, nine hours, um, I could probably do four or five of those, you know, start to finish, have them complete, ready to go. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of work in that. Um, uh, there is, yeah. any, uh, any more ideas coming from you on, uh, on pipe related leather goods? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to make uh, a few more of the carry cases, the travel, the travel cases, um, that'll hold, uh, you know, four five, six pounds, six pipes. Um, I'd like to do, um, uh, I've, I've built a lot of, uh, attache cases or messenger bags, that kind of stuff for people. Um, mm. and I'd like to make some that are more pipe specific maybe, um, where, you know, if a guy's traveling, you know, he can, he can have his, uh, let's say his laptop and his paperwork and stuff in that where his pipe and accessories are also situated in there somehow, maybe even have it to where the pipe roll is easily accessible or something like that. Uh, I got, I got ideas rolling around in my head as far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. And I'm, and I'm toying with maybe making some, uh, pipe racks with a lot of leather in them, <laughs> a little bit of wood and maybe some leather slings and that kind of stuff. You know, I've, uh, I, I've got, plenty of ideas down on paper i just you know don't have enough hours in the day to execute all of them yeah the, those darn customers that keep buying all your motorcycle stuff are probably <laughs> slowing down your pipe stuff yeah well and now the the pipe stuff's kind of picking up so i'm i'm juggling <laughs> <laughs> well well uh i guess those motorcycle guys come over to your house they look pretty hairy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Ed, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Cool. Let's do it. What is your favorite pipe? Um, it is a bent acorn shape, um, and I don't know much about it. I just know the nomenclature on it. It says uh, Finborg Danish Handmade. Um and it's not even my best smoking pipe. Uh, it's just the story behind it. It kind of makes it my favorite pipe. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my favorite pipe. What is your favorite tobacco? Um, probably whatever's in the pipe I'm smoking at the time. I don't really <laughs> have. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't think I don't think I've smoked one yet that I absolutely hate. 
So I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> that answers it perfectly. Um, what is your favorite drink? Have to be coffee. Yeah. Good choice. I yeah. like it. <laughs> Especially as we're recording this at night and I'm drinking a cup of coffee while I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, probably music. Do you have music on in the shop while you're working the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Either uh, either music or some sort of a talk. Uh, you know, I'll listen to I can stand about a half an hour worth of news and then the rest of it's going to be either podcasts or, or music. Yeah. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory? Yeah, probably. Um, my son, when, when he graduated from high school and he was old enough to start smoking, he went out and got him some nasty old cheap gas station cigars <laughs> and, I, I I fixed that right away. You know, I told him that you're going to smoke cigars. Let's get, you know, this. And, and then, uh, once he saw me pick up the pipe, he was intrigued. And so he picked up the pipe and, um, we, you know, we live on a lake and our back porch here, you know, we can, um, we would sit out there in the, in the afternoons and the evenings. And there's three or four times specifically when me and him just kind of sat there and smoked our pipes together. And we had some pretty, pretty meaningful conversations um uh, you know just connecting with him and that was that was really some of my some of my best pipe smoking memories for sure sounds absolutely wonderful uh, yeah on etsy is uh, dark fired leather you can follow dark fired leather on instagram and i don't know where else you are but between those two you'll see everything uh check out what he's doing Ed, thank you very much for coming on, and thanks for joining me. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate it. And we'll be back in just a minute. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. This is Internet Radio. And we are back. Uh, you know, Ed's such a great guy. Um, we recorded this, oh, I don't know, probably back around Thanksgiving. And I kind of held off on it because he was really sold out of a bunch of stuff. So um, when you see him post stuff available, boy, you got to jump on it. But it's really good looking stuff. All right, for music. Uh, we started off the holiday season with Bing Crosby, and therefore we are ending the holiday season with the one and only Bing Crosby singing Old Lang Syne. Good old. 
acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne you have it the one and only bing crosby singing the traditional old lang syne which um, is not exactly the most cheerful song but it's always sung around new year's so there it is if you have any comments or questions you can go to pipesmagazine.com and post them right under the individual episode of the radio show or you can email them directly to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And remember, if you don't hear from me in a couple of days, uh, send it again. Or you can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, and then I can talk about it right here. Uh, so going back a couple weeks, uh, well, first of all, last week, if you didn't hear it, uh, go to Country Squire Radio and listen to the show where I... It was kind of like the mensch on the bench crashed in on two uh, on two of uh, on two of Santa's elves. But uh, anyway, the Christmas show with them. Um, I mentioned this this uh, posting, and there's a long string of it. But the highlight is from Indo Euro. Uh, he said, "Brian, this podcast helped keep me entertained and connected during the last year in Afghanistan. It even helped me to create four new under thirty pipe smokers." all dedicated to the hobby. You are such a presence in our office that three months in, my briefs began to include the phrase, the world's leading expert on my own opinion. And it stayed that way for the duration. So thank you, Kevin, and thank all of you guys and gals for informing the content that helped give structure to a very long year. And boy, I'll tell you, when I saw that, you know, that just hit perfect home. Um, you know, it, it is amazing to sit here and think that, this podcast goes out all around the world, and for you know, for those of you that are not with your families or not with other pipe smokers, it gives you a chance to connect, and uh, stuff like that means a lot to me. So thank you very much. Um, he's now caught up. He binged all through the show for about a year, and he's now all caught up. So not nothing left to binge. Uh, two weeks ago. Going back to uh, having Bradley 
on the show. Uh, Dino writes, I enjoy Brad's videos immensely and so really like the behind-the-scenes conversation you guys had. I agree with Dan. I, too, prefer the Singing Cowboys original version. Uh, when uh, I was a kid when it first was introduced, so it kind of holds a bit of nostalgic value. Uh, thanks for another wonderful show, Dino. And uh, Dan, Casey Ghost, says... The pipe parts segment was on a frequently overlooked part of pipe smoking. I don't have a very good tasting apparatus and tend to keep puffing at all times, but I do know that Virginia's burn hotter than English's, so they get a smaller bowl. Also, English's may ghost a pipe, and Virginia's won't, so I have to keep uh, Virginia's to themselves. A good interview with Bradley. He has the necessary gift of gab, which makes his channel very enjoyable. Uh, like most things, there are good podcasters there, and there are bad ones. There's uh, Over a Pipe, Pipe and Tobacco, London Calling Simon, Garbage Man Piper, and Cane Rotted Piper, etc. are very good. Uh, Burl Ives has an amazing voice, though I prefer Gene Autry's version of Rudolph, but Burl does the song justice. Uh, let me just say, though, Gene Autry didn't smoke a pipe, so he doesn't qualify. Um, he did own the uh, California Angels baseball team for a while. And uh, also, just going back to the uh, to talking about the size of the bowl and stuff, yeah, you really have to... Yeah, I think everybody should own varied sizes of bowls, so that way you get slightly different experiences out of the same tobacco and find the one that you like, just like I did in the blend review earlier. And then uh, last week's show, when I... Uh, Played conversations with my fine friends at the Aromatic Farts of uh, North Carolina, which got some comments, just based off of the name. Uh, Dino says, an absolutely wonderful holiday show. It had the pipe club atmosphere, sitting around enjoying a bowl and BSing about pipes and tobaccos. I love the music, and your thank you to the listeners was likewise. For this listener, thankfully received. Hope the coming year brings you good health, happiness, and the blessings of peace and love for you, Kevin, and your families, Dino. Thank you very much, Dino. And uh, real quickly, um, just an update on the daughter. All is well, and she's back to driving and everything and driving us crazy, and I'm kind of looking forward to her heading back to college in a week or so. Uh, it'll be a lot quieter around here, but then I'll miss her again. Um, anyway, um, also, while we have a little bit of time here, this is the beginning of what's called wave season. And wave season is when the cruise lines start promoting and pushing their biggest deals. And some of them can be for cruises right away. Some of them can be for the summertime. But this is kind of the, uh, this is their big push to get you to book stuff. So if you have ever thought of a cruise, want to know about cruising, want to think about a cruise... I'm the one you should reach out to because I understand what it's like to cruise. And I also understand what it's like to be a pipe smoker on a cruise and can help you with uh, not only the ships that are the best, but maybe the itinerary or the, uh, or the, the shore excursions that would be best for uh, pipe smoking. Uh, there are islands that are much more friendly to pipe smoking. Um, I've got one gentleman that just reached out to me about Hawaii, and I had to tell him that Hawaii is become really not friendly to smoking at all. Uh, no smoking on the public beaches there. And all the beaches in Hawaii are public. So, you know, if you're thinking about a vacation, 
Uh, if you're thinking about going to a Disney property or any kind of a cruise, or you're thinking about going down to one of the islands and you want to start talking about it, now's the time. You can reach out to me, brian.levine at mei-travel.com. Or you can uh, hit me up on Facebook or you know just get a hold of me. You know all the ways to do it. Even if I don't book the trip for you, at least let me give you my advice and my guidance. And if I do book the trip for you, I guarantee you it won't cost you any more than if you were to book it directly. Uh, I get a commission from the cruise lines or from whoever we book with. It doesn't cost you a dime. And then you get me supporting you and backing you up on your trip if something were to go awry. All right. Uh, and again, uh, we're still looking for more Ask the Pipe Maker comments or questions that you might have, so you can email those in to me. And if you have any suggestions on uh, guests for the show, got a lineup of some uh, of some returning guests, so we're going to get a little bit more history coming up in future episodes. But let me know who you'd like to hear from, who you would like to hear back from, and uh, if you have any ideas. All right. Rant time is coming up next This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. at the top of the show and I mentioned on a few you know every few shows or so you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to enjoy this show well in the United States thanks to the FDA that legal age just changed one little swoop of a pen and that legal age just changed and now you must be 21 years of age in order to purchase a tobacco product. And that just happened without, you know, well, the FDA has control over tobacco. So there you go. I'm just going to pontificate on this for a moment. Are you ready? At age 16, in most states, you can legally operate a motor vehicle by yourself. At age 18, in most states, you can buy a long gun, better known as a rifle or a shotgun. At age 18 in uh, most of the United States, in fact all of them, you can sign up for military service without a parent consent. At uh, age 18, you are now a legal liable citizen that can get a credit card in your own name if you have the credit for it. Uh, at age 21 is when you can buy alcohol, a handgun, and now tobacco. And the uh, gambling age in the United States is 21 years of age. Uh, just to make this sound even more bizarre, in some states, if you do a serious crime at age 12 or 14, you can be considered an adult for that crime. 
these are arbitrary lines in the sand that each state or country decides this is where this happens. Is it going to stop people from smoking? No. Have kids under age been smoking illegally for many, 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 many years? Yes. Is this just a pain in the neck that is going to take a person who is age 18 and an adult and further restrict them until age 21? Why don't we move all the stuff up to 21? There you go. Anyway, I'm just going to pontificate on that for a moment. There's nothing we can do about it because the FDA is run amok. And that's all I got to say about that. And remember, I am the leading expert on my own opinion. And that was all my own opinion. And you're welcome to it. All right. Uh, wishing everybody a happy, healthy, safe, and prosperous new year. Looking forward to another uh, 2020. It's just, it's still hard to believe. Anyway, I was talking to one of my friends and said, you know, well, thank God that we're not going to 60 Minutes because, you know, the two news shows, 60 Minutes and 2020. Well, here we are, 2020. Uh, again, happy, healthy. Hope you get a chance to enjoy your pipe and sit down and relax with it on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve or uh, over the weekend. Uh, thank you to Ed Graves for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha! <laughs>